This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are kicking off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness. We're on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man, Damon Cotton, in the home studio doing some fine work back there. Appreciate you, Damon. Just to peel the curtain back a little bit, um, I ran through multiple stop signs and red lights during that first hour. <laughs> Sorry, Damon. <laughs> I apologize, my man. I uh, There was plenty of stop signs and red lights I was supposed to hit that I did not. So I failed. But DeMond is holding it down. He's trying to make us go and try to make us right. So I appreciate all your efforts, my man. Uh, got a couple text messages and got a very patient Tim. Let's go to Tim, matter of fact. He's uh, been very patiently waiting on the phone lines. Tim in Lubbock, Texas. What's on your mind, Tim? Hello. How are you guys doing? Uh, we are fantastic. About, How are you? Um, people, uh, y'all were talking about people that we probably need to go after. I think, to be honest with you, I think they try, They need to get another wide receiver. Now we've been blessed. Uh, we've been blessed uh, this season that nobody's got gotten hurt. But as it, as we start playing in in uh, places like New York and Kansas City, when it starts getting cold outside, I think we're going to need another wide receiver because they might start getting nicked up a little bit. Because all we got is what about all we got is what four wide receivers right now. Yes, sir. Uh, that's currently playing. I yep. know we got the guy from Oklahoma State still on the practice squad, but who was that? Uh, the wide receiver that that Chicago had traded to uh, Houston, but then they released him a few weeks ago. Have he signed with anybody yet? Um, I'm trying to think who you're talking about. He had got traded from Chicago to Houston right before the season started. I think it was, but then I saw three weeks ago, something like that. I'll have to look. I'll have to look. I'm not 100% sure, but I'll have to look. Okay. And then uh, I was just going to uh, also mention, uh, uh, like, the cornerback. Um, I know uh, everybody keeps saying we need to get cornerbacks, but, uh, I mean, uh, if anything, uh, I we got the right tackle that they just put on uh, the practice squad, the veteran guy. But if they could try to get a right tackle. But has it, is it any word on Trayvon Mullen? No, that you know the, the uh, and thank you for the call. Rich Basaccia uh, was asked about Trayvon Mullen, asked about the IR guys. Vinny asked him about the IR guys if he thought they were going to come back after after the the bye week, and he said they'll come back, but we're not immediately. We don't think it's going to be immediately uh, following the bye week. So it feels like it's going to be at least a couple weeks when it comes to Trayvon Mullen, possibly Richie Incognito and Damon Arnett. Uh, and honestly, I'll, I'll say this: I think that. Yeah, Trayvon Mullen will come back at some time. I I have a lot of doubt in Richie Incognito coming back at any time. I really do. I, I I'd be surprised if he plays at all this season, and that stinks because I know he was looking forward to playing this year. He looked like he was in great shape, uh, ready to go. But he's 38 and he's got a calf injury, and you know it's just it is what it is. Coming off an Achilles injury, which is funny because uh, I talk to uh, Dr. Andy all the time, Dr. Andy Marone, him and Dr. Jen, and they tell me all the time, and he always says, "Hey, if I can get my hands on him for a couple seconds, I get him." I'd get them right. Maybe if the Raiders hear this, they'll send uh, Richie Incognito, see Dr. Andy, take care of him. But, yeah, he, I, I don't see him playing 
anytime soon. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. Talk to our good buddy, Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Demond and Q. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, actually, on my move, I'd keep it in-house. I was actually thinking it would be a good idea to uh, move up from the practice squad, uh, DJ Turner or um, uh, Dylan Stoner to, cut, to take back the kicks. We're going to need Hunter Renfro going into the later parts of the season. I feel like he's clutch and he's a big, important piece of the offense right now in that receiving core. And then I wanted to touch on the caller that said uh, to cut down on the stories. I just feel like I enjoy listening to everybody because I feel like this this platform is for all us Raider fans as much to get info on the team as to touch base with everybody around the country. I enjoy some of the stories, and, you know, they lead to topics that we might not have otherwise touched. So, you know, it's give and take. I know everybody to each their own. But, yeah, I think you guys do a great job. You keep doing what you do. Fargo Raider, you. you have a good one. All right, there he goes, Fargo Raider. I appreciate the call. And yeah, I mean, hey, look, every everybody is not for everybody, you know what I mean? And and so sometimes it's like a big what we have here on this station, at least in my vision and my thoughts are, it's like one big family reunion. Raider Nation is a big family. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter who you come from, where you come from. None of that. Raider Nation is one big family. So sometimes when you're at the family reunion, you sit there with your cousin Eddie and you talk and you have a big long conversation. And then sometimes you're with your family member that you're like, ah, I'm really not a big fan of that guy. So you'll say, hey, what's up? And then he'll start to entertain you, and then you're done. So sometimes you got to have the little short conversation with the cousin that you don't really aren't a big fan of. And sometimes you have a long conversation with the one you are fans with. I mean, it's just it's one big, big happy family reunion where it's just everyone gets together and they do their own thing. So that's kind of what we do around here is we just like to open it up and and, and like to hear from everyone and get their feedback. Like I said, I like to hear from, from folks on the phone line and by, by way of text as well, 69187, keyword R&R. I will say before I get to these text messages, as far as the wide receivers on the practice squad goes, yeah, it'd be cool to see a, a DJ Turner or a Dylan Stoner or something like that. But I think what Tim in, in Lubbock, Texas, his big point was you got to have an established wide receiver, like someone who, who you know what they're going to bring to the table when they get in the mix. You know what I mean? Especially if you're going down the stretch. I don't want to go down the stretch and be relying on a guy that's, brand new, you know, a new booty to the game and just barely getting his first, you know, his first taste of the NFL action. All of a sudden it's December in a game when you need him to come up clutch. I think that's what Tim was. That's why he was saying a wide receiver. And I, I feel pretty confident about the guys that are out there, but heaven forbid someone gets banged up. You know, you got Zay Jones out there who's actually getting more burn this year than he's gotten the last couple of years coming up with some big time plays. Every time Derek Carr needs a big time throw, I mean, third and 12 last week and he goes, but for 43 yards to Zay Jones, that was big time. Had the confidence to throw it to him. He always has the confidence to throw it to Zay Jones. He always feels like he's going to be there, be ready to rock and roll. Um, you know, Hunter Renfro, of course, that's a that's a clutch guy for him. Henry Ruggs is playing really good ball. Brian Edwards is coming up clutch. I mean, he's he's playing as well, and he's healthy. That's a big deal. So, yeah, there you go. Those, those are the four wide receivers that are currently active on the Raiders, on the Raiders squad. Got a text from Vegas Pete. Talking about running backs. Running backs get gang tackled and hit from all sides every time they get the ball. So they get hurt more than any other position. Jacobs gives our running game a boost. He's top three in missed tackles. I'd pay him. And then he uh, also included a, a link to show that he's third most in missed tackles since 2019. And I get that. I absolutely get that. And again, let me throw the disclaimer out there. I don't want anyone to get it twisted. I am a Josh Jacobs supporter. 
big time. I really enjoy the running back that is Josh Jacobs. I think he's a big time difference maker. I'm just talking about it from a business side of view when you're in the NFL. The problem with the league and the problem with the front offices, they're not fans. You know what I mean? Like fans, fans want to pay everybody. Fans want to give the money to everybody. Oh, yeah, that's a good player. Pay him. Oh, yeah, that's a good. And look, as a guy who sits here and covers them, hell, I would say pay everybody. Because like I mentioned before, I want everyone to get paid. I want everyone to get the most money that they could possibly get. Because I think every one of them is worth the money that they're asking for. Because they go out there and they put their bodies on the line. That, and it could be done after one play. You just never know. So I'm all for players getting everything. But in reality of it, you hear players tell you all the time, this is a business. It is not, you know, you're picking up your buddies for a, a pickup game of football. No, it's a business. So they make tough decisions. So when they're sitting in the office with each other next offseason, this upcoming offseason, and they say, okay, today we got to make the, op- the, the, the choice. Who are we picking up the fifth-year option on? We got three guys, and the Raiders are in a, in a position that most teams aren't going to be in. They got three guys that they have to choose from. Most teams have one, maybe two at the most. They have three. So they look at Cleve Furrow, they look at Josh Jacobs, say Jonathan Abram, and, and all three of them and look at him. What are you going to do? Cleve Furrow is $10.3 million. Josh Jacobs is $10.1 million. And Jonathan Abram is $7.9. I just don't see, and this is just me, I don't see the team saying, yeah, that, that $10.1 million for the fifth-year option for Jacobs makes sense. I don't, I don't see that from a business side of view. From a fan point of view, of me just wanting to be on the team, hell yes. Pay that man, run him his money. You know, run me my money. Isn't that what they say? Run me my money. Yeah, go on and make it happen. But from a business side of view, I don't see the team saying that that is good business for them. That's, that's where I'm coming from. I'm not disputing anything about his ability, and I'm not think, uh, disputing anything about his worth. I'm just saying NFL is a cold business. Uh, got another text from All Day Raider A. Hey, Q, if Incognito is not going to play this year, do you think we release him soon to create another roster spot? That's a good question, man. It really is a good question. And the reason I say it's a good question is because I think that they believe he's going to come back and play. I think that they, in their hearts, believe that he's going to contribute at some point in this season. I just, in my gut, don't see it happening. I just don't. But that, I mean, that's, that's just me. I just don't think that it's going to happen. I, I think at some point he would already be back and it just, he just hasn't been able to get there. And it stinks because he could be a big time. He could help be a big time contributor to that offensive line, which everyone's saying, if I had one area of concern, it's the offensive line. That's been the answer more times than not. And I'll throw the question out there again to you. 702-365-9200. And of course, the Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. What do you feel is the area of concern with this Raiders team as it currently is constructed? If you can make one move to put them over the top, what would it be? Had a lot of really good answers, a lot of great feedback. How about Raider Farmer on, on our Salmon Ash text line? Hey, Q, what's your thoughts on making a move with the Bills for Lee Smith? Would probably cost a late rounder and could be a need with Derek Carrier on IR. Lee's a great blocker, which could help the O-line and, and caught TDs in the clutch for this team last time he was here. That's, again, from Raider Farmer. You know, honestly, I wouldn't be mad at that. I, I, and and that, this is the fan in me coming out. I hated to see Lee Smith go. I really did, because I thought he was a hell of a leader. I thought he was a good contributor on the team. No, his numbers weren't there, because he, he, he's not built like that. He's not that guy that's going to get a bunch of numbers. But, man, he, uh, 
he 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 can do some things. He could do some things. I, I wouldn't be mad at that, especially like you said, Derek Carrier being on IR. That wouldn't be a bad move at all to make. I don't know if the Bills are going to do that because the Bills are, if you didn't check, are a really good team. Really good team. They're considered one of the best in the AFC. And really, honestly, the AFC is such a close conference. The Bills are considered one of the best teams. I mean, who would be the next best team? Tennessee's up there, obviously. Raiders got to be up there, too. I mean, think about that. You're talking about the top top three, top four teams in the AFC. Of course, the Bills are there. Of course, the Titans are there. The Raiders got to be there, too. So they got opportunity. You know, people ask me all the time, how far do you think this team could go? Well, I think this team could go far. But no team is perfect. They still have some warts. But I think this team could go really far. Got one more text. It will take a break. Glenn in San Jose said, uh, we were talking about when uh, the Chargers blocked the Raiders from getting Deion Sanders back in the day. He said it was the Chargers because Marty, ultimate Raider hater, Schottenheimer was the coach at the time. That's right. Thank you, Glenn. I needed my facts checked on there, and Glenn came through like the first of the month. Thank you, Glenn. I thought it was the Chargers that hated on the Raiders because they sure were going to swoop up Deion. He was going to look good in silver and black, too. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Deion Sanders post football, but man, him on the football field, there was there wasn't there wasn't too many that was as great as Deion. Deion was the dude. He would have held it down, and yeah, that's right, Marty Schottenheimer, old Marty. He wasn't gonna let that happen. He wasn't gonna let the Raiders go ahead and make that move. Glenn, thank you for that. Three fifteen is the time. When we come back, it's our turn to do our NFL picks. Week eight gets started tonight. Got the Cardinals. Got the Green Bay Packers. That's going to kick off week eight action. We'll go through every game coming up this week. We'll make our picks. We'll do it next on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. 100. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Raider, hey, Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. <laughs> Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. I was talking about the best teams in the AFC, and I feel so disrespectful. I feel so disrespectful. I mentioned the Buffalo Bills. I mentioned the Tennessee Titans. And, of course, I mentioned the Raiders. I am so disrespectful. I did not mention the Cincinnati Bengals or the Baltimore Ravens. And really, more of the Bengals than the Ravens. Bengals are balling, man. They're playing, they're, they're playing some really good ball. Five and two right now, sitting on top of the AFC North. Of course, they got the same record as the Ravens, but I laughed, I joked, I poked fun of the Cincinnati Bengals for going and getting a wide receiver early in the draft instead of going and getting an offensive lineman to protect their franchise quarterback. And, well, joke's on me. That decision has proven to be a good move, a great move, as a matter of fact, time and time again. So shout out to those uh, Cincinnati Bengals, man. I got a lot of Bengal fans that get after me because they don't think that I'm very respectful to that team. So I got to make sure I stay on my A game. Give them some love. As a matter of fact, we talked about Unique Ngakwe winning defensive player of the week for the AFC for the Raiders. Well, for the offensive side of things, player of the week. That was wide receiver Jamar Chase from the Bengals. He had eight catches for 201 yards and a TD in the Bengals' big-time victory over Baltimore. 
Dude is only 21 years old, 237 days old. He's the second youngest player in NFL history to record at least 200 receiving yards in a single game. He's the first rookie to win Offensive Player of the Week this season. Steelers wide receiver Chase Claypool and Rams running back Cam Akers were the only rookies to ever earn Offensive Player of the Week honors last season. Chase is the first ever Bengals rookie, first ever Bengals rookie wide receiver to win Offensive Player of the Week. First Cincinnati rookie at any position to earn the honor since running back Jeremy Hill did in 2014. So just shout out to the Bengals, man. I wanted to give them a little bit of love because I've been very disrespectful to them by not talking about them. So there you go. Cincinnati gets a little bit of love. Now, uh, let's get to our NFL picks. I didn't do very well this week. DeMond did a lot better. DeMond, you got the you got the overall record. You, you Matter of fact, tell everyone how you did last week. Glad you asked, Q. I'm glad you asked. Everyone out there, Raider Nation, your boy DeMond got the win over Q. I went 10-3 and three on the week. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on. Hold on there, player. But turn uh, that music off. Oh, uh, okay. What's wrong? I mean, you did... You don't, want hit, me. you don't want the horns? Come on. I gave you the props. But now you're taking the name, too. Now it's your boy, Demond instead of your boy, Q? Oh, man. That, you know, that's just, you know how people slip up, a little slip of the tongue. You know, man, come on, you can have it. I don't know, man. I think you're trying to, trying to take a little bit extra territory there. Trying to, trying to come up on your corner? Yeah, you're trying to take my corner, man. I got the corner on lock, man. All right, well, guys, I am just humbly demand underscore the boss if you want to follow me on all social media <laughs> platforms. But like I said, 10 and 3, let's get back to the horns. Go ahead. All right, like I said, 10 and 3. I was on fire last week, everybody. I mean, I slipped up on that Thursday night game, but who could blame me? Who could have seen Cleveland's third string running back having the game of his life? But besides that, I mean, I was cleaning up, everybody. I, I mean, come on. I mean, it's only it's only only one by one game, but it's still I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it as a blowout, a win's a win, as they say. You went ten and three. You went a measly nine and four. I went nine and four. So my overall record is seventy-seven and thirty-one on the season. Yours is sixty-eight and forty. So you're still pretty far behind me. That's not man. Hey, hey, every dog has its day. All right, well you're the dog that had the day last week. I can respect that. Let's go ahead and get into this week's games. Let's start with tonight, obviously. Green Bay at Arizona. Green Bay has got one loss. Arizona has no losses. There's no Devontae Adams. He's out. He's on COVID protocol. They've got a lot of injuries on Green Bay. Where are you going? Does the Car- Do the Cardinals stay undefeated, or does Green Bay get them? Yeah, missing them receivers going to hurt. I'm going to go with Arizona. All right, I'm going with the Cardinals as well. Carolina at Atlanta. Carolina, the fighting Matt rules are on a four-game losing streak. And Atlanta, they look like they got a little bit of life. 10 a.m. kickoff on Sunday. Where are you going? I mean, this is one of those games where I guess someone has to win, but I'm going to go Atlanta at home with no further analysis other than that. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to go with the fighting Matt rules because at some point he's got to figure this thing out. Him on a four-game losing streak is all bad. They're starting to question him there in Carolina. He's got to figure out how to turn it around. I'm assuming this is going to be the week. So I'll go with Carolina now. Miami at Buffalo. I got the Bills. Who do you got? Buffalo. Okay. We stay the same on that one. San Francisco's on the road. They're taking on the Chicago Bears. San Francisco's got questions, well, all over the field, including their head coach. Chicago is Chicago. So uh, thoughts on this one? Who do you got? Ooh, that's uh, that's going to take a little bit more thought, actually. Uh, you don't the, have that much time. San Francisco. 
All right, I got San Francisco as well. I think Chicago's a dumpster fire. Matt Nagy gets fired pretty soon. I don't think he makes it even through the rest of the season. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they're at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland probably will have Baker Mayfield, but we're not 100% sure yet. Pittsburgh, we know what they got. We know that they're not the team that they used to be, but this is a AFC North matchup. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. I'm going to roll with the Steelers. I'm going to take them Browns. All right, you got the Browns. I got Pittsburgh. Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts and company. We just saw them up close to personal. They're on the road taking on Detroit, who has not won a game, but they look very competitive. Uh, they 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 ran the table with the Rams. They they pushed them to the edge. weren't able to win the game, but they were close. They're at home. Philadelphia at Detroit. Who you got? Dan the man Campbell's finally gonna bite off some kneecaps. He's gonna get that win. This is the one. Oh man, I I so want to go against you and pick Philadelphia, but Philadelphia is not a good team. They're just not. Oh man, I like Jalen Hurts though, so I'm gonna go with Philadelphia. Bounce back. All right, here we go. One of, the, one of these games that I think is near and dear to your heart. Your Tennessee Titans are on the road taking on Carson Wentz and the Colts. Another 10 a.m. kickoff on Sunday. Which way are you going? Titans, they sweep in the division. All right, I'm going to go ahead and, and say the Tennessee, they, they, they're they feeling themselves a little bit too much. They're, they're, they're led by their super fan, Demon Cotton, and you're in the, in the building. You're feeling yourself a little too much. So I'm going to roll with the Colts here at home. Now you just hating. You just you wishing that they lose. You know that deep down inside, you know you hoping. It's okay. Keep hope alive. All right, keep hope alive. Cincinnati, those Bengals. I just mentioned them playing good ball. They're five and two on the season at New York. The Jets, who are a mess. Uh, I got the Bengals. Bengals all day. All right, Bengals all day for you. How about the Rams in H Town taking on the Houston Texans? Texans are a mess, and the Rams are the Rams. Uh, which way are you going? L.A. I got the Rams as well. The Patriots are on the road in L.A. taking on the Chargers. This is going to be a good one. New England at the Chargers. The Chargers coming off a bye week. They're sitting there at 4-2. and two. Patriots, they're finding their way a little bit. Uh, which way are you going? Uh, Brandon Staley coming off of a bye. Let's see if he's worth the hype. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Okay. Um... I'm going to go with New England. I'm going to go with the, the Patriots, see if they can get one on the on the road, see if Mac Jones could be the dude. I'm not feeling good about that one, though. I'll tell you that. I'm not feeling good about that one. Can't change your mind. Next, next, next game. No, it's all good. Jacksonville <laughs> is at Seattle. Oh, man, I hate this game. I said I'd never pick a team that Geno Smith is the starting quarterback for, but Jacksonville stinks. So you're going with Seattle? Yeah, I got to go with Seattle. Jeez. You know what, man? Urban Meyer about to get lost in the sauce again and get a win. Going with Jacksonville. Okay. All right. I didn't know he was lost in the sauce, but okay, that's cool. <laughs> Come on. You saw the video. He was lost in the sauce. What? Yeah. <laughs> Washington football team is on the road. They're in Denver. Denver's, uh, they got to find a way to get a dub pretty soon. They're on a losing streak as well. Um, Where are you going? Washington or Denver? Give me the football team. I think Denver finds a way to pick up a victory here. Washington stinks. They're just not very good. They're just not a very good organization for multiple reasons. They're just not that good of a team. So uh, no, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to go with Denver in this one. This I, this is making up to be a terrible week for me. I can feel it already. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. I'm going with the Bucks. 
Oh, man. <laughs> I was looking I'm, for half a second. I was like, maybe Jameis can do it. Maybe Jameis can do it. Tom Brady's maybe. been talking so much about this, the 600 touchdown. Uh, but I'll, I'll give it to him. God dang it. Revenge game yeah, for Jameis. God, come on. I, w- I want to do it, but I can't do it. If they do win, I'll be like, I knew it all along. So you going with Tampa Bay? Yeah, I'm going with Tampa Bay. Man, you're like, you're like, uh, you're like the wife when I'm trying to ask her where she wants to go eat. She's like, oh well, you know, um, uh, well, you know, I mean, like, there's so you many have good, all these so ideas, many good but you don't have any ideas. So many good choices. I guess. Dallas at Minnesota. Cowboys playing some really good ball. Dak Prescott looks like he's going to be a go. Minnesota Vikings are a question. It's a Sunday night game, five twenty kickoff. Where are you going, Dallas or, or Minnesota? Dallas. I got the Cowboys as well. And then Monday Night Football, November 1st. The Kansas City Chiefs will host the New York Giants. By the way, the New York Giants are the team the Raiders will play next week. So they get back-to-back AFC West opponents in the Chiefs and the Raiders. Is this a game Kansas City gets right? Or is this a game that New York upsets Kansas City and lets everyone know Kansas City's terrible? Danny Dimes is going to put the final nail in the Chiefs season. Wow, are you serious? I said it. All right. Oh, I'm going. I'm not crazy. I'm going with Kansas City. <laughs> you called me crazy when I said the Titans. I've been called crazy a lot. But three and four doesn't. Hey, three and four is three and four. I'm going to treat them like a three and four team. All right. I'm not mad at you. Hey, that's that's a, uh, that's a, that's awesome. I'm good with that. I am good with that. 100%. Good stuff. So there you go. Those are our picks for the week. Week eight of NFL action. I like it. Good stuff, Damon. I appreciate you. 332 is the time. Got about 20-something minutes left of today's show. If you want to chime in, you got something that you want to say. If you want to let us know what you're thinking as far as the one area of the team that you're still concerned about, what would make them, what kind of move could they make before the trade deadline to help put them over the top? What would that move be? 702-365-9200. Again, the Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. We're wide open like some old school TV antennas until the end of the show. So Raider Nation, holler at us. This Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Stays in to help blocking down the middle, deep for Ruggs. Ruggs has got it. 10-5. Yeah, baby. Jackpot. Vegas touchdown. He fast. He's really, really fast. I mean, he's so fast. He makes fast people look not fast. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. And we are back. 339 is the time here on this Thursday. Damon Cotton back in the home studio is your boy Q at my home studio. Holding it down for the next 20 minutes. Then we'll pass the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle. 4 to 6 p.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio 920 been throwing out the question there to you what is your one area of concern when it comes to the Raiders roster the way that it's built right now what do you think will slow them down from making that run that that everyone wants to go on if you can make one move to put them over the top what would it be looking for over the top moves that the Raiders can make to get them where they need to go 702-365-9200 let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line talk to our guy Matt in Hoboken what's on your mind my man what's up I'll answer uh your question, but then I want to get to an overall point. I think we got to get better on the offensive line. That's the weakest point on the okay. team, and I think that's, that's very clear. It's not difficult to see that. Um, now, the point I want to make is since we got the bye week, I want to talk a little bit about 
some guys that I think we should bring back next season, one-year contract guys. I think Casey Hayward is a guy that needs to come back next year. I, don't, I think that's a no-brainer. I really would be disappointed if, if we didn't make an attempt to sign him back. And I think we've got to bring back one of those one-year at least one of those one-year defensive tackles. You know, I'm not sure who it could be. It could Phylon I like. I like Solomon Thomas. I like Jefferson. I know we're probably not going to bring them all back, but I think we need to bring back at least one or two of those guys because those guys are playing well. And that's what we've been missing for the last few years, some good interior guys. So in terms of priority, I think that uh, Hayward and one of those, at least one of those defensive tackles need to be brought back uh, next year. Now, I, my major question for you today and I'd like you to give me some input on this, if you, if you don't mind. Josh Jacobs. Now, I want to talk about when Josh Jacobs' contract expires, I want to know what your opinion is on what you think we should do with him. And my opinion is I don't think we should, we, we should um, give him a big contract. I, honestly, I, I don't, his production is not impressive enough to me that warrants a big contract. And, and quite frankly, if you look at his production over the last three years, I think we could get his kind of production in terms of yards, yards per carry, you know, what he does in the receiving game, which is not much. I think we could get his kind of production for a lot less. So I think we should avoid giving him the big running back contract that I think he's going to demand. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. Think about his production and think about how it could be replaced. Matt. I don't think it's that hard to replace what he's been producing these last three years. All right. Great call. Good call. I really do appreciate that. And it's funny. Uh, speaking on the Josh Jacobs situation, and uh, we could talk about the the guys coming back on a one-year deal as well, but the Josh Jacobs subject has been a hot and heavy topic. It's it's boiled over from my podcast to, to the Raider Nation Radio 920, and I don't mind that. That's fun. I, I don't have any problem talking about it. Um, as far as production, you're right. It, it has gone down, you know, uh, every year so far. His rookie year, 1,150 yards, 13 games he played. He had 242 carries, seven touchdowns. Last year, more games played, 15 games played, more carries, 273 yards, but his yardage was a little bit down. 1,065, averaged 3.9 yards per carry, but he had 12 touchdowns, so he was a touchdown machine. It was amazing. Remember, he started off the season with three against uh, the Carolina Panthers last year. This year, uh, a year that I was expecting him to just have a monster season, uh, him and Kenyon Drake, big one-two punch. It hasn't gone that way for one reason or the, or the other. Most of it has been availability. Uh, five games he's played in, he's at 60 carries for 204 yards, which is only 3.4 yards per carry and five touchdowns. So I understand exactly where you're coming from. I know that Josh Jacobs is a fan favorite. I know that Josh Jacobs is one of my favorite players. No doubt about it. One of my favorite players really respect the hell. He'll never be one of those guys that people call in and say, oh, man, Q, you can't stand that guy. And believe me, there's people all the time to say, oh, Q, you hate that dude. Like Gary on Conley. That was a guy that I couldn't stand. I just I, I didn't like him from the very the very minute that they decided to, to draft that guy, and was so excited when they decided to ship him off out of town. I that was one guy. I have no problem with saying that that was one of my least favorite players that the team had. I think another guy I wasn't a fan of was Vontez Burfitt. wasn't a fan of him either. Not because of him being a, a dude that gets so many fifteen yard penalties, but he's a guy that's never available. When the Raiders made, went and made that move for him, yeah, I, I get it. He was a guy that was some glue for Paul Gunther's defense, but he was a guy that his availability just wasn't there. And well, it ended up being, he wasn't available for most of the season, not because of injury, but because of suspension. So Tigers don't change their strikes, man. They are who they are. So back to Josh Jacobs. I, I think this is what I think is going to happen. This is just my gut feeling. I think that they're going to, he's got his fourth year deal or the, the, the year four deal, obviously. So he's going to play the rest of this year. 
He's going to play next year. I don't think that they're going to pick up his fifth year option in the offseason. I don't. It's $10.1 million is the estimate. I don't see them picking that up because they just don't know as far as his durability goes, like you mentioned. And unfortunately for Josh, that was something that people talked about in the draft process. Oh, he's never been a full-time starter. He doesn't have a bunch of carries. That's what the knock on him was. And his, his point was, I'll prove to everyone that I can carry the rock all the time. And I love it when he's in the game. I absolutely do, because I think 28 is a special player. I really do. I just don't think that the team, when it comes to business, is going to say $10.1 million? Sure, why not? So they may try to, to not pick up his fifth-year option and then try to re-sign him after that fourth year and maybe give him a one-year deal or a two-year deal, maybe two years, $10 million. But like you said, Josh is probably going to want more money, and, and Josh is a very smart dude. It's one thing I know about him from talking to him multiple times. He's very business savvy. And so he's going to know what his value is and know if he thinks that, okay, I'm going to do this and take this two-year deal that might be $10 million, $12 million. Or he might say, hey, you know what? I don't want that. I'll go ahead and take my chances on the open market and see what he can get. But I know he's a smart guy, very smart. He's not just going to – like I would be a dumb guy when it comes to – money and free agency and stuff. I would be stupid. Someone would offer me something. I'd be like, yeah, sure. No, no doubt. Good. I'm, I'm not good at that. People tell me all the time, Q, you're a terrible free agent. I, I, and they're right. I would just jump at the opportunity to have a contract. That would be my fault, but he's not me. He's smart and he's got smart people around him too. So they're going to handle their business side of things. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of with you. I don't, I don't see a big time deal being rolled out by the Raiders for Josh just because of his availability or lack of availability. I say it all the time. People get tired of hearing it. Your best ability is availability. And unfortunately, more times than not, he's not quite available. So thank you for that. I do appreciate it. I uh, got a text from All Day Raider A. Talking about established wide receiver. He said, it's going to be hard to pick up an established wide receiver. They might not get any burn. I mean, we just let a veteran walk out this week. He wasn't getting any catches. And he's right. Willie Sneed, you know, it was a guy that just got released. He asked for his release because he wasn't getting any burn. But like my man Aaron said, hey, Willie Sneed was really butterfingers when he even got the opportunity. I mean, there was a ball that that one of Derek Carr's interceptions, he, it was clearly re- responsible by Willie Sneed was responsible for it. I was in that opening game against the, the Baltimore Ravens. So, yeah, Willie Sneed, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't really that guy, in my opinion. I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of the pickup when they made that pickup. Him or John Brown. I thought, eh, whatever. But, you know, going back to, I believe it was Tim and Lubbock who said go out and get an established wide receiver. If you go out and get a big-time established wide receiver, you're probably going to get one that you expect to play. But to to a all-day Raider A's point, I mean, these guys that are out there right now, these young cats, they're out there playing because they've earned the trust of Derek Carr. They've earned the trust of the team. So, you know, where does a where does a, a established veteran wide receiver, where does he get his burn at? That's that's one of those questions. I mean, Chicago's a bad team. If they were trying to move on from Allen Robinson and try to trade him, there's going to be a ton of teams out there available, but where's he going to get his burn at, you know? I mean, where would he get his run at with the Raiders? I mean, that's that's a big question right there. I like it. Damon, do we have anybody uh, else lined up? All right. Good stuff, Damon. It's always good to hear from you. 
Got a text. Hey, we got Sean in Sacramento. It was the serendipity of, hey, as soon as you asked that, the phone lit up. Sean in Sacramento knew that you wanted to call her. All right, Sean, what's on your mind? Appreciate it. Hey, how's it going, Q? Good, man, chilling. Um, so just wanted to speak on what you were asking. I actually came in a little bit late because I had to do something. Um, but I think the, not necessarily weakness per se, because I think it's getting a lot better, but I think it's the offensive line that we need to take a better look at just because the run game seems to be coming back. But the later on in the year, you know that that becomes colder games and you want to be able to run the rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So I like the Fluker signing. Um, I hope he can get on the field. Uh, Brandon Parker is actually doing really good right now. Or yep. getting a lot better. Andre James is getting a lot better. But I think Fluker was a really good part, especially to bring a veteran presence with Alex Leatherwood. Um, as far as looking for someone to possibly trade for to put us over the top, I would honestly, if I was Mayock, I would give um, the Jets a call for Quinnen Williams, see if he might be available, because our defensive line right now is it's putting fear in other people's eyes, and I think Quinnen Williams could really set that over the top. And then as far as Josh Jacobs goes, honestly, I would not want him to get to free agency because I'm telling you right now, if he goes to free agency, he's not going to be a Raider because someone's going to pick him up quick. And and the last thing is I encourage you guys to go listen to Derek Carr's interview he just did with Harvester Sports. It is so good and authentic. Like, it's, it's honestly just amazing. All right. Good stuff. Thank you for that, my man. I do appreciate the call. And I, I saw that as a, a little podcast video slash podcast YouTube. I saw that. I haven't got a chance to listen to it or watch it yet. I did see the one with uh, Darren Waller and Taylor Rooks. I saw that it was about 47 minutes long. That was some good stuff as well. Darren Waller really opened up. I was actually in the process of breaking that down a little earlier today so you can hear some of it, but didn't get it all finished. But yeah, that's, that's some good stuff. Uh, I haven't Thank heard the you. Derek Carr. I will. I'll go check it out, though, after the show. Uh, appreciate you. And as far as, you know, Jacobs goes, I agree. If he hits open market, someone's going to pay some money for him. I just don't know how much the Raiders are willing to pay and how much he wants. Like I said, one of the best things I know about him, one of the things I know about him that he's probably more more uh, proud of than anything is that he's not a dummy. He is a smart dude. Thank he you. makes sure all his money is all taken care of and is in, you know, he's got good position for 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 later on. I mean, if you remember correctly, he was one of the last Raiders. I think he was the last Raider actually to sign his contract when he was a rookie. He wanted to make sure he had all his ducks in a row, and it was all the all the I's were dotted and the T's were crossed. He is no dummy. As far as Quentin Williams, I wouldn't mind that. Quentin Williams was the guy who got picked right before Cleve Furl by the Jets, number three overall in that 2019 draft. He was the guy that I really was hoping the Raiders were going to go get. Again, um, I'm very Alabama biased. I love Alabama players, including Josh Jacobs. So I'll always cut for an Alabama player. But I like Quentin Williams a lot. I thought he was a stud. Uh, he would he would be he'd be a nice addition to the Raiders and that that interior helps slow down that the the run. If Gus Bradley and company said, "Hey, that's a guy I want," I wouldn't be mad at Mike Mayock going to make a move like that. That'd be good. So thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Let's go back out to the Bay Area. Let's go out to San Jose, the four hundred eight. Tim in San Jose, what's on your mind, my man? Hey Q, how you doing? Good man. How are you? Good man. You know we're talking about retaining players. You know you've been a you you've known the Raiders a long time. I mean. I like Josh, but you know what, man? Like that 2016 
we were top five in rushing with a bunch of average running backs. You know what I mean? To me, running backs grow on trees. If we're talking about making sure we get somebody, I can't think of a last middle linebacker doing what uh, Denzel Perryman's doing right now. I mean, we've got to see how the season goes on. But, I mean, it's been so long since we've had a linebacker like that, a really long time since maybe Kirk Morrison. You know what I mean? That That's hard to find. Same with corners. We're talking corners like Casey Hayward. He's 32, so it's kind of sketch. But, man, I can't think of the last time, maybe since Osamoa, that a guy's playing locked up like that. I mean, those are the kind of players we want to talk about, things that we haven't had in a long time. That's why yeah. I pray to God that Gus Bradley does not lead this defense, man, because you know as well as I do, I haven't seen a defense remotely close to this since I've been alive, and I, I was born in 1993. Uh, maybe maybe there was maybe one or two defenses, but, um, you know, those like, that's the kind of stuff we got to think about when retaining players. What hasn't the Raiders had in a long time and what's hard to do? And these pass rushers, obviously, Max Crosby and Ngakwe. But when we're talking about Josh Jacobs, I mean, you know as well as I, running backs to me seem to be growing on trees. I mean, that guy from the Browns was doing all kinds of stuff out of nowhere. But I'll leave it at that, my man. Good talking to you. Hey, great call, Tim. Appreciate you. That's call. That's Tim calling out of San Jose. My man said he was born in 93. You are a new booty still, man. You're still a youngster, man. Shout out to you, though. I appreciate your call. I graduated high school in 94. Man, he made me feel old. DeMond, when did you graduate high school? Or did you graduate? <laughs> that's, a, that's a big if there. Uh, 2014. 2014? Yep, yep. That was only a couple years ago. I know. Look at that. And here I am. You know, I want to address something real wow. quick. We Dang. got a text. Damon, do better, bro. Raider J from Sacramento. What does he mean by that? He, just in general. He just needs you to do better in general. What, is he, what, is he, what do you want from me, Raider J? He wants you to do better. Text he told back. you what he wants you to do. Do better. Text back. I need more context. Oh, it's just, you see, that's the problem <laughs> with you youngsters, man. It's like you got to explain everything, man. Just do better. That's not enough? It's not enough, no. This is a personal oh, attack. <laughs> All right. Going back to going back to Tim's call, man. He mentioned Denzel Perryman and Casey Hayward as two guys that should be retained. Perryman uh, has another year on his deal, so that's great. That is great news. Um, I'm, I'm excited about that because Perryman has been just money. And Casey Hayward, he's a little older, but if, if he's willing to take a, a, another year deal to uh, stick around, that'd be awesome too. Because he has been playing some great, great ball. Now, he might he might look at the climate and say, hey, I just had me a, a, a lockdown season. I'm, I'm going to go to the highest bidder. And I wouldn't blame him for that. Again, he's 32. If he can get a little bit extra coin, go for it. That's the thing about this business, man. It's exactly that. It's a business. So thank you for the calls. Thank you for the text. We do appreciate you. Matter of fact, I do got one more text I want to get in real quick. Allen in Vegas. He said, I go grab two offensive linemen for the for the practice squad. Our O-line is being coached well, but we're one injury away from Carr taking another five sacks in a game. There you go. Allen in Vegas. We'll close with Allen. We appreciate you. Vinny Bonsignor's coming up next. Lincoln Kennedy is going to be riding shotgun with him in the huddle 4 to 6 p.m. I know he's got a lot of good stuff to talk about, including Derek Carr, and I'm sure he'll talk about that Darren Waller interview with Taylor Rooks as well. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Y'all have a great evening.